Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who can share some important resource, insights, and guidance to help you become the leading woman in your own life. You know, I've been interviewing these amazing leading women for over 10 years, and it's one of my favorite things to do. I love hearing their expertise so much that I chose 19 of the best experts to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Now, if you haven't bought yours yet, or you want to help another one, woman find the leader she's meant to be, then check out your local bookstores or order it on Barnes & Noble or at Amazon. Now, today's amazing guest is Elizabeth Suarez. Elizabeth is a highly sought-after speaker and coach who is dedicated to helping professionals become skilled negotiators and decision makers. As a daughter of immigrants, she understands firsthand the importance of hard work and perseverance in achieving success. She earned an MBA from the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School of Business and a BS in Chemical Engineering from Cornell University. And she completed the Executive Management Program at the John F. Kennedy School of Government at Harvard. After climbing through the ranks of corporate America, she authored the best-selling book, The Art of Getting Everything, and launched Negotiation Unleashed, a coaching and training program for professionals. So I'm pleased to welcome the best-selling author, Elizabeth Suarez, to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. So happy to have you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So glad you're with me, and, and uh, we mothers all go to heaven, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, well, she, Elizabeth was just talking about her 17-year-old daughter and, and oversleeping and all that stuff, and uh, I was spending time with lots of children this weekend, and we mothers all go to heaven. I think that's what we need to remember. <laughs> so anyway. Very important. Well, welcome. I'm so excited. Uh, I had a chance to look at your book. I've been looking at your website this morning. This is sharp. This is this is good stuff. I really, really like what you're doing. Uh, negotiation for women is key. I think women are amazing. I think we have amazing talents and abilities, collaboration, networking, relationship building, but we don't really have great negotiation skills. So I'm very excited about your book. It's, uh, it's very practical, it's very user-friendly, but uh, what I want to talk about first is you, because your story is so extremely important that we as women, when we share who we are and why we become the people that we are, the woman that we've become, is so important because usually there's always a connection. And I think that's what we're so good at as women is that when we connect and we support each other, anything is possible. So, Elizabeth, tell me about you. How did you get to be the woman I'm speaking to today? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. So I'm very excited to be a part of this podcast this morning. I became this woman I am today. It started very young. Uh, I am the daughter of immigrant parents that came from Cuba. So my parents lived under communism for several years under the Fidel Castro regimen. And then they basically migrated to Puerto Rico. So I was raised in Puerto Rico. 
And I was raised by a woman that never gave up. Uh, after they immigrated into Puerto Rico, unfortunately, my father uh, became ill, terminally ill, and passed. And my mother was left with four young children, uh, the oldest one being 14 and all the way down to my age. I was uh, quite young. So I saw with her that even though she had the education and the drive to work very hard, I realized that she never got ahead. We all got ahead because she made a point that we all got educated, but she stayed where she began when she got to Puerto Rico. And after years of getting educated myself and going into corporate America, I realized one thing. My mother was not good at negotiating for herself. She was great at negotiating for her four children in order for us to get for, uh, go forward in the schools that we needed to go forward with and also go to the uh, colleges, get us ready to go to the colleges we needed to go forward with. But she was great at doing that for others, but for herself, she always put herself second or third or fourth, whatever place she needed to put herself in order for the rest of us to succeed. And I saw that the same when I was in corporate America. I normally was the only female. I was the only Latina. I was always the only uh, when it came to me going up the uh, ranks in corporate America. And I thought that I helped others through my way and everything. And then after continuing mentoring and also coaching uh, women, I came to realize today that the same questions I asked in order for me to go up the ranks of corporate America, women were asking those same questions. Mm -hmm. And I wondered, really, why? So that's when I realized we really don't take the time, we women don't take the time to figure out what is it exactly that we need in order to be better at negotiating. Because we're good negotiators, normally for others, uh-huh. not for ourselves. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a, a wonderful point. As I, was, as I mentioned earlier, I think women, we have amazing skills, but you're right. We don't know how to negotiate for, for ourselves. You know, in your book, you talk about some statistics that, and uh and just some general facts that a lot, I think a lot of women need to understand is that, you know, men go in and it's just out of college, it's just out of the university, but will go in and start negotiating their salary, their compensation, you know, what's mm-hmm. the advantage of working for this company versus working for another company, you know, they immediately begin to negotiate. But women, as you say in your book, typically walk in, and I think this is true, here's your offer, this is a great offer, and like you said, you had a great offer, you had a window and a great a great view in, mm-hmm. in, in your office, but, but mm-hmm. sometimes we, we don't look at the big picture. And I really like the way you broke it down in, in the book as far as things that we need to think about and women don't is the, their general career, but their family, mm-hmm. you know, if they're going to have a family, how they fit into their family, everybody has a family in one way or another. And then, of course, interest, you know, who are you? What do you like? What, what makes you happy? Mm-hmm. And I don't think women really think about that. You, you, we work so hard to get the goal, to have the goal, meet the goal, that other things kind of fall away to the, to the side. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, that is what I have noticed. Everybody I have, uh, I have coached to this day, I ask them that question, who are you? And Nancy, normally the answer is, I am somebody's spouse, I am somebody's mother, I am somebody's daughter, I am, uh, you know, I am part of this organization as vice president or manager or director. And I, always, um, I basically let them speak and I do, you haven't answered my question. Yeah. And they do, yeah. what do you mean? I 
that's it. No, who are you as an individual? Do not put the name of your family member next to you. Do not put the title that you currently have at work next to you. It's who are you as an individual. Once you figure that out, you know what you really want to do, and then you can now figure out, okay, how can that fit within my career goals, because we all need to have career goals, and within what I need to do in order to continue growing my relationship within a family unit. Mm -hmm. And that, we don't take the time to do that. I have had the experience also coaching some amazing men. And when I ask them who are they, they are great at answering that question. It is amazing to me. They will tell me immediately within the first 30 seconds what their interests are. Like I know totally, immediately. A woman, I normally have to like ask and ask and it'll take a few minutes. And then I figure out, oh, so you are this yoga master that you started uh, practicing yoga when you went to college and now you're in your 40s and you can do a headstand and everything. You know what I mean? But a man will tell me that within the first 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've seen this happen time and time again, even in networking, networking events, is that women mm-hmm. do not, they don't, well, I call it tooting, tooting their horn. You know, we don't mm-hmm. go in and talk about the cool things that we do. I'm not like that because I, I really want people to kind of know some of the things about me just because I, I also want to find out about them. I, I typically find out if I start sharing some things that I like to do, like I said, mm-hmm. storytelling is so, so very important. And if we get people, women to start getting more and more comfortable in their skin about their mm-hmm. stories and who they are, you start out by saying you grew up with immigrant parents. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that to me tells me so much just right there. And that, mm-hmm. you know, that your father passed away, your mother took care of you with four children. I mean, I know more about you in that one, those two sentences just by what you've said, but we don't take the time. What, what do you think that's about? Do you think it's about value? It, you know, I mean, what do you think in general? I mean, women of all ages, women of all colors, what do you think goes on with women when we don't share that kind of information? I think it's because we have been uh, raised to be kind and to actually care for others, and I'm being honest about this. And so basically, we don't feel that we should toot our own horn. I will give you an example. I am currently working with a woman that is extremely high level in the field of higher education. Mm -hmm. Like if I said her name, you will Google her and you will be like, really? Like Uh extremely high level she is. But the thing with her is that she's always concerned about how can she help others. And I think that is an amazing trait. And that is one of the traits that has gotten her to where she is right now. But at the same time, she feels exhausted. Sure. She feels that she hasn't, she feels that she hasn't accomplished much. And I always like, I mean, I like to say, why do you say that? She does, because she's always talking about others. And I always tell her whenever we have our coaching sessions, I say, the minute you talk about somebody else, I am going to stop you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now it's getting to the point that it's taking a while before I have to stop her. I mean, she now is talking about, Elizabeth, this is what I have accomplished. This is what I have done. And based on this, my institution is doing better because of X. My institution was highlighted in this interview concerning why, and it was because I headed that project within yeah. my institution. 
Yeah. And when she shared that with me last week, I started applauding her on the phone. And she's like, yeah. what are you doing? She says, I said, you never did this before. And you should have done this before when you and I started working together. And she told me at the end, she says, you know what? It feels good for me to process it and share it with you that it was because of my leadership, my institution is here right today, today yeah. at this moment in time. Yeah. And yeah. I do... And that doesn't mean that you forgot about others. You didn't forget about others. Yeah. You actually brought others along while you were doing this. So that's where I feel that women, we need to do a little more bragging about ourselves. Yeah, yeah we can brag about our children. We can brag about our coworkers, about mm -hmm. our staff, about our friends. And, yeah, that is wonderful. But you know what? There is something about us that we do that allows us to brag about others because others are doing great stuff because of our influence. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's us women. We have to think that. Right. Well, you know, like my mission has been for women to, to support other women's efforts, but the most important thing that we do in the coaching and in the process of learning is help women to find their voices. And their voices are about who they are. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is, this is something that, uh, you know, uh, like I said, you know, I've asked people this question over, I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years, asking them to tell me about them, themselves and tell me their story. And, and many will say, you know what, nobody's ever asked me that. And I, and I think to myself, why in the world? Someone mm -hmm. is, you know, like the woman you're speaking of, that's so mm -hmm. accomplished and have so much experience and knowledge, have never asked you those questions. <laughs> and it boggles my mind, but, you know, that's when you know you're, you're on the right track. And, and, I, and I, agree, I agree with your book and I agree with everything that you've said is that negotiation starts by really figuring out who you are what you mm -hmm. what what really makes you passionate and, and you know and and I think talking about millennials this is something that everybody's talking about how do we get millennials in the job you know how do we do this how do we do that the point is though millennials are smarter because they they are beginning to understand that work's not everything happiness mm -hmm. and and satisfaction and and finding what makes you passionate and makes the world a better place is really the key in so many ways. I think a lot of corporations are also picking up on this, and they understand in the culture. You know, you talk about the politics, and let's talk about that for a minute. Not only do you need to understand what your a career is about, but your, you know, what your family goals are, what your and your personal interests are, but also the politics in the company. I call it culture. Mm -hmm. But to understand mm -hmm. what the company is all about is very important too. Definitely. If you don't understand where you're navigating in, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. That's the bottom line. So like how you mentioned about millennials, one other thing they have that most of us should learn about is that they realize that even with their experience, no matter how limited it is, that everybody around the table has the right and the opportunity to share their thoughts and ideas. This is not something, well, I am just a coordinator in this department, so all I'm going to do is grunt work, and you, yeah. director, don't need my input. No, actually, I do need your input because yeah. you come from a different story, like you mentioned, Nancy. You come right. from a different – everybody has a story. So my story can influence your story, Nancy, as your story can influence mine. I can learn from your story. And that's what millennials have that 
many of us, because we're not millennials, I know you and I are not millennials, that we were not trained coming up the ranks of wherever we started to basically, you know, how I was trained in corporate America, it's like, do your time, put in your time, Elizabeth. And then once you come up the ranks, we will ask for your input. Yeah, work, work as hard as you can possibly work and then you'll trudge up the, yeah, no, I mean, and we weren't, we weren't really, really did not learn about using our voices and learning that what we have. Uh, a man will go and get a job uh, without the experience, without the training, without the knowledge. A woman won't even apply for the job until she's sure she has at least two degrees and probably at least five years of experience before she even applies for the job. So how do we get women to stop pushing back, to stop, to, to mm-hmm. really understand that they have just as many rights and, and just as much possibilities and opportunities as any other person? You know, that is a great question. And my first point of advice is that we need, as women, we need to be in a place that we will challenge our normal uh, operation. So this means it's getting out of your bubble. This is what I tell women. Let's get out of our bubble. Let's go ahead and figure out what this other department, if we're looking at work, what this other department is doing. And go and do some networking in that department. Even though that department never comes to you, go to them. I have had clients that I've given them that exercise, go to them. And they have told me, I said, let's talk about it a couple weeks later. A couple weeks later, they come back to me and they do. You know what's interesting? I've met five people in there, and from meeting all these five people, I have uh, improved something in a project that I'm doing right now. So now I've been asked by my CFO to go and join him or her on this presentation. Because this woman went to another department. She said it was the hardest thing to do, walk in, and people just looked at her like, what are you doing here? She says, you know what I have noticed? We share the same elevator to come up here. That's how she started the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have never spoken to any of you. So I just wanted to introduce myself. My name wow. is, and, and she wanted to introduce herself to these five people. Yeah. And they all were like, oh, yeah, I've seen you in the elevator. Oh, yeah, I never knew that your department did that. <laughs> I mean, like, like that's all they did. I asked her to do that. And then it got to the point that they started seeing each other in the elevator, that they started seeing each other in the cafeteria, that they started seeing each other, that they had the same hours. They were coming and going at the same time, and then they started talking a little bit more about projects, et cetera. Yeah, that's yeah. one way. Another way that because we're all digitized, you know what I mean, I work with several millennials, and they're all like, you know what, Elizabeth, I have my earbuds in, and I do not look up. I'm like, I mean, they have admitted admitted that to me. I said, okay, you don't feel comfortable doing that. You're on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, I put my resume up there. I said, no, no, no. It's not just put my resume up there. Now, in LinkedIn, go ahead and find five people that you don't even know who they are. Mm -hmm. Ask them to connect. And explain to them why you want to connect. They will say yes. And then follow them on LinkedIn and post something about them or answer, give a comment in one of their posts. And you should see the millennials do, what? And I'm like, that is like walking in physically into somebody else's department. So you choose or you choose to walk in physically into somebody else's department or you do this on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Interesting enough, they get the same results. They're like, Oh, my God. So I said, you just bursted your bubble. Just one. Now let's try another one. And they're like, what? I'm like, it gets easier. It just gets easier. Yeah. And it's also much more, it's so much fun. 
And, uh-huh. and you know, I, I love uh, talk about the power of inclusive inclusivity. Inclusiveness is a term I actually learned at, at a diversity conference with Sheila Robinson several years ago. But but I mm-hmm. walked away with this term, and it made so much sense to me that when we include others in what we're doing, it's you know the pie. There's a big pie out there, and I think that's part of the problem. Women, women mm-hmm. well, first of all, women don't really know how to compete fairly, but there's a big, big pie out there. And that pie, that pie is big enough for all of us. And when we do include and we become, become more inclusive and more collaborative, there's so many opportunities that come from that. And, and I think that's something that we as women are learning and get, need to get better about. You know, boys, mm-hmm. uh, guys have had the good old boy clubs forever, and they can go out and beat each other in golf and even say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to kick your butt in golf today. And the other guy goes, mm-hmm. yeah, ha, ha, ha. If you, if, you yeah. know, I, I, I played a lot of golf and used golf as a business tool as well. But, but if you said to a woman, I'm going to go out and beat your butt today in golf, she would turn to you and, and she, would, she probably would never forgive you the rest of her life. The point is, is that we really have to get a little thicker skin and a little bit more, uh, not, maybe not thicker skin is a good word, but, but a little bit more uh, understand that, 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 that there can be a lot more fun and a lot more inclusiveness and, and more collaboration. And it, it really does end up being such a positive experience for everything, everyone. And you learn so much. You learn so very, very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you totally do. And, and the reason why you learn is not only that you're learning so much, you're now actually increasing the amount of people you know. And yeah. you never know later on how you can help that person or, or how that person can introduce you to another group. Yeah. I mean, I, I always guide everybody, and I would like your listeners to know this. We all, human beings, gravitate to the people we know. So right. we all are, have our little clusters. But if we jump from cluster to cluster, and what I like to call these, I like to call these little fishbowls, if we jump from fishbowl to fishbowl, we get to see other fishbowls and meet other people. That doesn't mean you can't come back to your fishbowl. We all come back home sure. at night. Sure. You can come back to your fishbowl, but only think how much fun will be, you know, how we go ahead and plan to go and visit Europe. That is not our fishbowl, but we have a blast and we put pictures up and we have, oh, my God, this is wonderful and everything. But we come home. So it's the same thing that we can do with networking. That's what I say to everybody. If you know what you want in your career, what you are, your requirements and your responsibility are with your family, and what you love to do, you can identify different networks that yeah. you can just go and be yourself. And yeah. then come back to your network. You don't have to hang out yeah. there for life. This yeah. is not marrying somebody else. You know what I mean? Well, come well, back. It, it, it back. Yeah, you, and, you're, and you're saying something so very, 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 very important is that we need to start asking more questions. We need mm-hmm. to ask each other, who are you? What do you do? You know, what do you like to do? And when those conversations begin, anything is possible. And as you said, that networking and that bri- those bridges are, are built that one day may lead to something that you've never even, even thought of possible. Exactly. So I want to give a little um, analogy here for, uh, for your listeners in terms of how to ex- excellently do this networking. 
I always tell people I lived in New York City for several years. So one thing in New York City, how you can survive is that you better understand that subway. <laughs> I mean, how to get from point yes, A to point yes, B. Yes, you do. I, I'm, I'm you, <laughs> you know, you better understand that. So this is how I correlate everything with everybody. I, I analyze it. I tell people, I said, look at your life like you are a subway map. Uh So you're going to have different lines to go to. And I always say come down to three lines. One line is your career, one line is your family, and one line is your interest. And those lines are going to be independent. You know, they're going to start from one point and go to the other. But you know what? It's important those lines are going to intersect. And when they are intersecting, that's how you need, that's why you need your network right there. That's when you need to understand, okay, I'm intersecting here, but I have no idea what I'm going to do in this intersection, and my interests need to intersect with my work right now, and I have no idea how to do it. Now, if you have different groups of networks that you can tap into, imagine, like what you said, ask the question. Now you know maybe this person in this other network she can help me with this where I am right now in my life right now. It's a 35-year-old, um, married, about to have a child, and I have no idea how I'm going to intersect because I am being offered the vice president position, uh-huh. and I have no idea what to do. Uh-huh. And you intersected right there, and now all of a sudden you have these different networks that you do. Oh, I remember when this person over here told me, that she had twins while she was running this division and X millions of dollars and how she still survived it. You know what? Let me send her a message. Yeah. And immediately she can help you. And you intersected that and you continued. You still continued in your career and had your child and continue your career and life went on. Like you mentioned at the beginning, Nancy, you are a grandmother now. You have Uh done everything. Yeah. And you're still very successful at where you are. But those were the different intersections in your life that you did. Oh, my God, what, what can I do here? And you yeah. needed somebody to maybe give you some guidance. And it's just a network away. Yeah. But, but, you know, I think Elizabeth also, part of it was I expected that. And I think that's mm-hmm. the expectation that women should have for mm-hmm. themselves is that your book says the art of, of getting everything. And I think that's mm-hmm. what women can, can do. We can have everything. If we mm-hmm. if we develop the resources and the networks and the opportunities to do it all, but we but we can't do it alone. And I think that's the other mm-hmm. thing that is so very very important is that we we cannot isolate ourselves. We do need to be inclusive and really ask for help, give help. I mean, I think I think giving help is wonderful. Women are wonderful caregivers. Yes, we can give lots of help, but we also have to receive and we also have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also the other thing, I'm glad that you summarized it. You summarized it beautifully. One more thing is that, we, yes, we can have it all, and maybe not all at the same time. Yeah. Sometimes when you are helping others or others are helping you, you may have to really focus on that career and look at your family and lean on your family as saying you need to help me with this. Right, right. Because right now for the next six months I need to take this project and it takes me away from home most of the time. Can you help me with this? And right. that is okay because that is not going to be forever. And right. then we come back, and yes, we have the career, we have the family, we have the interest. That is something, a good example of interest, and, and I will share this with your listeners. 
One of my interests is that I want to make sure that as I continue to age, that I feel that I'm balanced and I'm able to do stuff, hike and do different stuff that I want to do. So what I do is I've found the exercise of Pilates to be something that really centers you and gives you the opportunity to be strong and everything. But I realize that I don't have the time, Nancy, to go two or three times a week Right. to a Pilates club because most of the time I may be traveling or I have other responsibilities. So what did I do? I asked friends, I said, what can I do here? How can I do this? And I was identified with a way, oh, there is an online network that does this. Uh-huh. And I have been doing Pilates five times a week, sometimes 40 minutes, sometimes only 10 minutes, five times a week for the past three years nonstop because of this online group that I'm part of. Yeah. This yeah. membership yeah. that I'm part of. And people are like, oh, yeah, great, you do Pilates. So where do you go to do Pilates? I said, I go online. <laughs> I'm like, I don't go to any club. Sometimes I will meet colleagues wherever I'm at that they're like, oh, yeah, I know you do Pilates. You know, my club is great. Why don't we go and meet there? Yeah. That's different. Yeah. I do a yeah. one pass, let me go in, hang out, and then we may go out and grab a bite afterwards. Yeah. But that's what I did. I figure out a way. This is a very important interest for me. I may be on a plane too many times that I, it's not allowing me to do this. How can I do this? So I asked, yeah. and people identified different yeah. things. Yeah. And that, that is the key thing. Yes, I can have it all. You can have it all sometimes. Not all at the same time, yeah. but most of the time at yeah. the end, when you sit down with a very good colleague, a very good friend, you're going to say, wow, I got this in my career, my family is solid and I'm happy, and look yeah. at what I'm doing for yeah. myself. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I'm thinking about this as we're both talking, but I, I keep coming up with the word value. You have to value ourselves. You talk about in your book our net worth, but our net worth really is key to our value. And our yes. value is key to our happiness and our well-being and our health and our psychological and our spiritual and our physical health. I mean, so, so we as women, I think, have to begin to understand that we're important enough and that we, we deserve what we, you know, we deserve the very best and that we do have value and we're worth it. We, sh- we can have mm-hmm. everything, maybe not all at the same time, but we're worth it no matter what. Totally. And it starts with us. And like I, I put in the book an example of when we are in a plane and they tell you before takeoff, if unfortunately something happens and the mask comes down, what is the first thing they tell you, even if you have a child next to you? Yeah. Put the put mask your, on yourself put your mask first. On first. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So yes. <laughs> we we need to take care of ourselves first. We need to realize that we are worth it. Yeah. And yeah. then the rest will happen. Yeah. The rest really will yeah. happen. Well, and people people recognize. I mean, I recognize it, and I know you recognize people that do in fact value themselves. It's not it's not bragging. It's really that their well being is important to them, and that's what we're really talking about. Well, let's talk about where they can find this book because, I, you know, you've got some wonderful, wonderful information. As I said, this is key. This is the ultimate key for women's success is how to negotiate in, in their lives what they truly want based on who they really are. So the book, where can they learn about the book and more about you and your coaching and your speaking and what a great person you are. Oh, great. Thank you, Nancy, for the opportunity. They can visit my website that is called Negotiation Unleashed 
Com, negotiationonleach.com, and there it provides you an overview of this platform that I have created to help everybody concerning everything I talk about in the book, and the platform is called Negotiation Unleashed. And what it focuses on is how do you unleash your potential to be successful and to get what you really want. Yeah. So there they will see my coaching practice. Uh, they will also see my speaking. Uh, I also speak on uh, nationwide. And um, actually I'm going into Latin America this, uh, this fall in terms of speaking about this net worth that we all need to have as women, that we need to unleash our potential. And then the book there, uh, you can purchase it at Amazon.com, and it's The Art of Getting Everything by Elizabeth Suarez. It's a quick guide to really find your full potential in your career, family, and interest. And we deserve it. We deserve that. <laughs> we, we totally deserve it. Uh, we are leaders, and we can influence others and help others. Well, you know, um, Women Connect for Good is my foundation, but leading women is what we talk about. So, uh, Elizabeth, I would like for you to be in the leading women group because we, we really do. We're, we're building this community of smart, amazing women who understand all these things, and really it's about helping other women to understand that, helping men as well because we need our male advocates and we need our male allies, but, of course, for our children, our, our sons and our daughters, we want everyone to learn. It's really it's going to take us all to get there. I would be honored to be a part of that group because that is what I focus on. I Not only do I coach, but every year I actually mentor uh, one or two young uh, millennials through their career. And um, it's interesting. I'm in halfway in the year, and I am already realizing the two women that I've been mentoring for this year, the advances and uh, the growth that they are doing. It is like it's my mama bear, um, you know, thing that I have inside. I just like I feel that they're all my children. So I I just feel proud of them. Well, be a mentor, get a mentor. That's how it works in this world. But congratulations on your book. I wish you all the great success there is possible, all the best things in life. Continued success, continued with your family, your career, and your interest. Your Pilates, don't give it up. I I ride, I I show and ride. I I breed Arabian horses. I understand. Oh, how cool. I do not, you know, and I, like you, want to make sure that I continue to ride and and participate and compete so that I also make sure that I get what I need to keep going forward and tooting my horn a little bit uh, here and there. But, uh, of course, what we want to do and our passion is so very, very important, changing the world for good. But congratulations. You are now a leading woman officially, so I want to uh, thank you for your time and what you do to make this world a better place. And thank you for the opportunity to be part of this group, and also thank you for reaching out to me and expanding the group. This is wonderful. Well, and if there's anything else that we can do, and if you've got something else coming up, please let us know because that's what Women Connect for Good does is that we keep keep helping you to grow your business with your passion and what you want to do in this world. So please let us know that as well. I will. Thank you so much, Nancy.